for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri River Basin Water Management Conference call. We plan to host calls through early June. The next call will be held Tuesday, June 5th at 1 p.m. Central. If basin conditions warrant an ad hoc call due to an unexpected change, we will notify the region of the additional call. These calls are provided as a courtesy to congressional representatives, tribal, state and local government officials, and the media. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be moderating today's call. The slides from today's call are available on our website at www.nwd-mr.usace.army.mil rcc and linked in today's press release. These calls are recorded and placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System at www.dvidshub.net slash unit slash USACE dash NWD. Your participation acknowledges your consent to be recorded. All lines have been placed on mute. To unmute your line to ask a question, press star six. Please be aware that the forced mute function does not work on all phones. So if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function to avoid interrupting the call. Please do not place the call on hold. We will have a question and answer session at the end of the call. Calls for questions will not be part of the recording if none are asked. For the convenience of our media representatives, the final slide in this presentation includes each speaker's name, title, and contact information. The agenda and presenters for today's call are as follows. Doug Cluck with NOAA's National Center for Environmental Information and Kevin Lau from the National Weather Service Missouri Basin River Forecast Center, and Mr. John Remus, Chief of the Army Corps of Engineers, Missouri River Basin Water Management Division, along with others from his staff, who will provide an update on the current reservoir operations, reservoir runoff forecast, and support to other purposes. We'll move to slide two, and Doug Cluck will provide an update. I just want to say thank you to the Corps for inviting Ooh. me to do this, and thank, thanks to all who are on the call. Hey, I'm, I'm calling from a phone. In uh, Fort Pierre, I'm actually looking at the river as we speak. I'm at another meeting, so uh, bear with me as I try to uh, negotiate the slides, um, uh, very small slides. <laughs> so I did put them together. You can trust me on that. I just have to be able to see them as I go along here. So if you switch to slide number three, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the conditions over the last 30 days. The slide or the uh, image on the left is a picture of the basin, uh, basin plus a few other uh, areas around it. But what you can see there over the last 30 days in, in terms of temperature is that we have been uh, relatively cool on the eastern side of the basin and near normal to uh, slightly above normal in the western parts of the basin. Again, this is from April 7th uh, through uh, May 6th. And uh, substantially cooler than normal, actually, as you kind of get into the Dakotas and such. Uh, so if you look at the image on the right over the last 30 days, there's your view of how much precipitation we have <clears throat> have had over the region. And you can see some, some areas of, of, of considerable dryness, uh, especially um, uh, to the north and east, as well as to the south. Uh, I would say southeast and southwest, for that matter, with a few areas of above normal precipitation in Montana, uh, northeast Colorado, 
and near normal across um, portions of, um, I would say, the central basin. If we go down to the next slide, over the looking at the same thing over the last 90 days, you see that uh, temperatures over the last 90 days since uh, early February are substantially cooler than normal, especially in Montana, where uh, winter never gave up until the bitter end, uh, and uh, portions of western uh, Dakotas, uh, and uh, where it was substantially cooler than normal, up to, you know, 9, 10, 12 degrees or even more below normal. And then sort of as as you sort of move south and east from there, um, still cooler than normal, but not as severe and a little bit of uh, near normal uh, to slightly above normal conditions, southern Wyoming and uh, Colorado. Looking at precipitation over that same time period since early February, you see a substantial area of above normal precipitation across the uh, Montana, uh, in the mountains as well as in the plains uh, to the east, and and a little bit of uh, sort of slightly above normal uh, across northern Nebraska, southern um, South Dakota, and western uh, South Dakota, and some splotchiness of. Uh, near normal to slightly above normal across the central and uh, northwestern North Dakota. Some areas of concern in terms of dryness obviously are Kansas and uh, central Nebraska, northern Missouri, and uh, portions of southwest uh, Iowa. Those remain sort of, in uh, well, in some of those areas, uh, there's D D4, which is the worst drought you can get, but that's pretty much out of this ba this basin, Missouri basin. Um, but it's uh, an area to watch over the next uh, month or so in terms of getting any worse or better. If we go to the next slide, uh, we see the mountain snowpack. I, excuse me for, a, for it being a little bit of a blurry image. Slide number, I think, five it is. Um, you see there on the left, that's the present-day uh, snowpack image, uh, as of May 6th anyway. And, and really, you don't need to look so much at the... Uh, so much that the actual percentages, the colors tell the story that dark blue or purple is uh, much above normal, whereas the blue is above normal, green is near normal, and yellows and reds and oranges are, are red is substantially below normal, and yellows are just below normal. So snowpack, um, also uh, there's a bit of a caveat with snowpack this time of year. Um, these sometimes these values in early May and certainly in June um, are, are a little misleading in terms of the value. So I would again refer more to the color than the uh, than the actual values there. And then uh, the other image on there is just reflecting back a couple months ago uh, to what the conditions were in, in early March. No no big changes in terms of the general picture. Um, some getting worse in terms of uh, some of the basins that feed the Missouri River, though, especially in Colorado. Next slide. Plain snow, we don't really need to talk about that. I think it's fairly much non-existent. Obviously, there's plenty of snow still in the mountains. Next slide, number seven, is uh, the week two outlook, more or less May 5th to the 21st. Uh, the image on the left uh, portrays uh, above normal temperatures during that week. And you can see across most of uh, the nation uh, a better than normal chance of above normal temperatures during that week. Uh, that includes the entire Missouri Basin. Uh, and then the precipitation image uh, on the right 
shows that we are slightly above normal in terms of above normal chances of of drier than wet drier than normal conditions that's what that tan color means uh it's not a strong signal by any means but uh across montana the dakotas uh down through the basically following the river uh the missouri river that is the probability of below normal precipitation is uh, slightly higher than equal chances or even above normal all right, let's go down to the next image, which is for the entire month of May. Uh, if you look at that, well, I know we're already into May, but this, this only gets updated a couple times a month. So as of April 30th, this was the outlook for May. And you see, again, across most of the, well, the entire basin and most of the United States, above normal temperatures are more likely to occur. Uh, if you look at the image on the right, uh, looks like precipitation across much of the basin has a slightly elevated uh, probability of occurrence, which basically means there's anywhere from 5 to 15 percent uh, above normal uh, chance of above normal precipitation in May. Um, going down to the next image, uh, more or less for May, June, and July, uh, you see that there is a EC on the north northern north central part of the united states in terms of temperature on the left uh, that means there's an equal chance of above above near normal and or below normal temperatures for that uh, large area of this basin anyway the missouri basin so there's not a really substantive uh, model or, or or condition that is leading us to believe that it's going to be one way or the other that's what that basically means uh, you see warmer than normal for the rest of the basin, or better probabilities of warmer than normal conditions for the base, rest of the basin, which is really the southern, uh, southern and easternmost parts of the basin. Um, switching gears over to the image on the right, you see there's the precipitation uh, probabilities, and really nothing, uh, nothing crying out there in terms of above or below normal, except for us slight leaning to the uh slight leaning to the dry uh perhaps across Wyoming and uh parts of Colorado and and even parts of uh extreme western Montana and then the EC again means equal chances of above near normal or below normal in terms of precipitation over that 3 month period uh my interpretation of that generally is there is simply not enough uh, guidance, again, looking at models and looking at uh, all the other things that we look at to really tell the story there. So either the models are disagreeing with each other or there's just no strong signal. So therefore, the EC. The next slide, I think that's number 10, shows the current conditions in terms of the U.S. drought monitor. Again, we mentioned uh, a little bit of that severe drought sneaking into the south southern parts of the basin if you and if you look down at the image on the lower right you can see in Kansas some of the some of the lower basin um, has some issues in terms of uh, drought and that is something we're watching very closely at this time uh, things can really turn on a dime this time of year if normal uh, precipitation happens in May and June it can get very wet on the other hand if you miss it this time of year it's hard to recover so uh, 
uh, we're sort of in the middle of that really important May and June spring rain time. And um, as we saw last year in Montana and in South, South and North Dakota, we really didn't get the rains this time of year when we needed them and when we depend on them. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we don't have, again, the models aren't really pointing one way or the other in terms of uh, how strong or, uh, or how much precip we're going to get or any of those kinds of things. So looking at the next slide, number 11, there's the drought outlook, which pretty much extends through the end of July. There, uh, there are indications if we do get near normal precipitation, some areas, especially in uh, southern Kansas and, and across the Dakotas and uh, eastern Montana, will improve. That's all based on climatology and getting normal amounts of precipitation over that time. That's where, uh, and, and where you see brown, they, that's where they think uh, uh, conditions are going to linger in terms of um, drought. So that's what that image means. And then the next slide is my last slide, the roundup slide. I didn't talk about El Nino much, but uh, what I'll say very quickly is that La Nina is hanging on, hanging on um, for now, but that should shift shortly to neutral conditions. Uh, the snowpack, as I mentioned, is gone. Mountain snowpack is still much above normal in Montana and maybe down into northern uh, Wyoming, but much below normal in Colorado. But most of that is out of the basin. Um, and then as far as predictions, as I just mentioned, uh, La Nina is going to fade to neutral in the next 30 days, most likely. Uh, there is some chance people are talking and models are showing a little bit of elevation in terms of El Nino coming back, perhaps, Late fall and su late summer and fall. Uh, that's a yet. That's a TBD to be determined thing. Summer temps equal chances of above above or below normal for the most part. Uh, it's, uh, a slightly elevated chances for above normal um, temperatures, especially in the su southern and southwestern ports of the basin. In terms of precipitation, really mostly equal chances of above, below, or near normal. Uh, except in far west, western basins would have a slightly elevated chance for below normal um, precipitation. And that's my wrap. Thank you. Thanks, Doug. And we'll move to Kevin. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. I'd like to echo uh, what Doug said, that on behalf of the National Weather Service, I wish to thank the Corps of Engineers for inviting our participation on these calls. I will give a, um, a – I'll start by giving a brief recap of the flooding over the past month within the basin, and I'll then uh, summarize what we expect over the next couple of months. Starting with the Milk Basin in Montana, snowmelt flooding along the Milk River crested in the latter half of April. Some locations in the Milk Basin experienced major category flooding, including the Big Sandy at Haver, Beaver Creek at Hinsdale, and the Milk River at Seco and Tampico. However, for all intents and purposes, the 2018 seasonal snowmelt peak has now passed through the milk. Moving now to the Dakotas, the uh, Little Muddy Creek in North Dakota and the Little Missouri River in South Dakota both experienced minor flooding due to snowmelt in mid to late April. During the past month, the James River in South Dakota also experienced minor flooding at a few locations from a combination of snowmelt and rain. The seasonal snowmelt peak along the James has now passed. Moving southward, the Little Sioux River in Iowa and the Big Sioux River in South Dakota and Iowa 
have been particularly active this season, with multiple snow and subsequent melt events, resulting in primarily minor flooding. Of the multiple events occurring along these two rivers, the crests in the latter half of May were the highest of the 2018 melt season, with some locations along the Big Sioux going into the major category. Again, the seasonal crests for the 2018 snowmelt season have now passed for both the Little and the Big Sioux rivers. Our attention over the next month and a half will, of course, now turn to the higher elevation snows in Montana and Wyoming. There's been a slow and steady rise in river stages throughout the month of April in the headwaters of both the Missouri and the Yellowstone from lower and mid-range elevation snowmelt. And we are now beginning to see uh, snow melt from the higher elevation snows as well. Now, the following projections uh, that I'm about to give are based on our last completed long-range run, and that was made on April 24th. Uh, today, we are actually updating uh, these long-range runs, and the results from today's executions should be hitting the uh, web over the next couple of days. So what I'm about to tell you may change a slight bit. For the Missouri River Basin above Fort Peck, uh, minor flooding is possible along the uh, Big Hole and the Jefferson Rivers. The highest chances to see minor flooding along the Big Hole and the Jefferson would be over the next couple of weeks. The Sun River has the potential to see moderate level flooding, and that would occur towards the end of May or the 1st of June. In the Yellowstone River Basin, minor flooding is projected along the Wind River and the Shields River and along the Clarks Fork Yellowstone River. Crests along the Wind and the Clarks Fork Yellowstone would likely occur in early June. The Shields Crest is expected next week. And so, while the uh, mountain snowpack this year has been well above average or is well above average, the extent and the severity of the anticipated flooding appears to be limited. Lastly, I would like to add that thunderstorm activity has already resulted in minor to moderate flooding in the lower third of the basin, primarily in eastern Kansas and the state of Missouri. And this episodic on-again, off-again flooding is likely to continue into the summer months, and this is typical. And I do find it interesting that over the past month, I don't believe we've had any locations go above flood stage in eastern Kansas and in the state of Missouri. So that sort of goes back to what Doug was saying about the drought conditions here. Uh, thank you. This does conclude my National Weather Service flood potential brief. Thanks, Kevin. And uh, we'll hand it over to John Remus. Thank you, Eileen. Uh, hello, and thanks for joining us, uh, joining us for the 4th Missouri River Basin Outlet Conference Call of 2018. I'm John Remus, Chief of the Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. I appreciate your participation and look forward to working with you in the coming year here. Uh, flood control remains our primary consideration as we move into the summer months. It is important to understand that floods can and will occur regardless of basin conditions due to spring and summer, thunder, spring and summer thunderstorms, particularly along the lower Missouri River, which cannot be mitigated by the operation of the main stem reservoirs. <clears throat> we posted our final AOP in December, and we held our AOP meetings uh, last month. It's important to note that the AOP is not intended to be a forecast for the coming year. Rather, it examines a range of potential runoff scenarios spanning 80% of the historic record and provides stakeholders an array of potential reservoir levels 
and releases that may be expected under various runoff scenarios. It also indicates how the reservoir system will be regulated to serve all eight congressionally authorized purposes, to fulfill our responsibilities to the tribes, and how we intend to comply with the environmental laws, including the Endangered Species Act. In contrast, real-time regulation of the reservoir system is done using the best available hydrologic and climatic information that is adjusted to respond to changing conditions on the ground. Each month, and more frequently if needed, we produce updated runoff and reservoir regulation forecasts. Last week, we posted the May runoff and reservoir regulation forecast on our webpage, and earlier today, we put out a press release covering much of the same information that we are covering on the call today. Now I will ask two of the senior engineers in our office to describe these forecasts in detail. We will begin with Nicole Shorney, who will discuss the updated 2018 runoff forecast. She'll be followed by Joel Konopchinski, who will discuss the planned regulation of the reservoir system based on those current runoff forecasts. With that, I'll turn it over to Nicole. Thanks, John. Okay, we are on slide 17 now. The 2018 calendar year runoff forecast for the Upper Missouri River Basin above Sioux City, Iowa, updated on May 1st, is 33.2 million acre feet, which is 131% of average. The runoff forecast considers recent runoff trends, drought and soil moisture conditions, plains and mountain snowpack, and the NOAA Climate Prediction Centers, or CPCs, monthly and seasonal temperature and precipitation outlooks. Moving on to slide 18, April runoff was 182% of average above Sioux City. Runoff was above average partly due to the heavy plain snowpack in Montana melting. All plain snow in the basin has melted. We're on slide 19 now. Regarding the other two components of runoff, mountain snowpack and precipitation, mountain snowpack accumulation has peaked in both reaches. On April 19th at 23 inches, or 141% of the normal April 15th peak for the reach above Fort Peck Dam, and on April 15th at 20.1 inches, or 137% of the normal April 15th peak for the reach between Fort Peck and Garrison Dams. On May 7th, the mountain snowpack was 17.1 inches, about 6 inches less than its peak in the reach above Fort Peck Dam. The mountain snowpack was 15.7 inches, or about four and a half inches less than its peak, in the reach between Fort Peck and Garrison. <clears throat> Based on the temperature and precipitation outlooks, very warm and dry, for the northern Rocky Mountains over the next couple weeks, we expect mountain snowpack to continue melting at a fairly rapid pace. Moving on to slide 20 and looking at our runoff forecast for the rest of 2018, we're expecting runoff in May to be above average for the Fort Peck and Garrison reaches, about 150%, due to the above average mountain snowpack, wet soil moisture conditions, and temperature outlooks. For the lower four reaches, Oahe to Sioux City, we're for forecasting near average runoff for the May to July period based on soil moisture conditions, precipitation outlooks, and current runoff trends. And looking much further out, September through December, we're forecasting average runoff throughout the entire upper basin. In summary, the annual runoff forecast is 33.2 million acre feet, or 131% of average. Joel will now discuss the May Reservoir System regulation studies. Thank you, Nicole. Next slide, please. Reservoir system storage is currently 60.9 million acre feet or 4.8 million acre feet into the 16.3 million acre feet of available flood storage. 
Gavin's Point releases averaged 34,000 cubic feet per second in April. Due to the higher than average runoff being forecast in the Missouri River Basin above Sioux City, the service level has been increased 15,000 cubic feet per second above full service to facilitate the evacuation of stored floodwaters. As downstream flows recede, Gavin's Point releases will be increased to approximately 42,000 cubic feet per second by around mid-May. The monthly studies for the basic simulation uses the runoff forecast that Nicole just discussed. Due to the amount of variability in precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next several months, we also develop an upper and lower runoff that are then used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. The discussion to follow will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast information on the other runoff or rather, information on the other runoff simulations is posted on our webpage. Turning to slide 23 and looking at the upper three reservoirs, Fort Peck is currently at elevation 2240.6 or 6.6 feet uh, above the base of the flood control pool, which extends from elevation 2234 to 2250. It is expected to peak near elevation 2245.7 in June. Peak daily average releases are expected to be around 14,000 cubic feet per second this summer. The planned release is near the maximum powerhouse release. However, due to ongoing powerhouse maintenance at the project, releases will be required from both the powerhouse and spillway. Based on the basic simulation, releases from the spillway will range between 2,000 and 3,500 cubic feet per second to supplement the releases from the powerhouse until the completion of the maintenance in the next two months. Garrison Reservoir is currently at elevation 1843.1. It is expected to peak near elevation 1848.6, 11.1 feet into the 16.5 foot flood pool, which extends from elevation 1837.5 to 1854. Peak daily average releases are expected to be around 30,000 cubic feet per second this summer. Oahe Reservoir is currently at elevation 1610.1. 2.6 feet above the base of the flood control pool, which extends from elevation 1607.5 to 1620. It is expected to peak near elevation 1613.5, six feet into the 12 and a half foot flood pool. Peak daily average releases are expected to be around 40,000 cubic feet per second this summer. Moving on to slide 24, the navigation service level is used to determine releases from Gavin's Point Dam to support navigation and to help provide an eight to nine foot deep navigation channel downstream. Flows at the full service level are designed to provide a nine foot deep navigation channel. Because of the higher than normal runoff forecast, flow support was increased in mid-April to a level 15,000 cubic feet per second above full service. Based on the current forecast, that higher service level with Gavin's Point releases expected to be in the low to mid 40,000 cubic feet per second range this summer, depending on downstream conditions. Releases will re be reduced in response to downstream flooding. However, the effectiveness of the reservoir system to reduce peak stages along the lower river diminishes as you move downstream due to the travel time. The service level for the remainder of the navigation season and the navigation season length are based on the July 1 system storage. Under the basic forecast, Flow support for navigation would be full service after the July 1st storage check and a 10-day extension to the eight-month navigation support season would be provided. Energy generation at the main stem dams for 2018 under the basic simulation is 12.7 billion kilowatt hours. This compares to the long-term average of, of approximately 9.3 billion kilowatt hours. 
Turning to slide 25, this shows the Missouri River Basin weekly update, which is found on our website at the address shown on the top of the slide. This webpage gives a general overview of the current conditions in the Missouri River Basin and is updated weekly, usually on Tuesday morning. Thank you, and this concludes my talk. Thank you, Joel and, and Nicole. Um, just in summary, we're in pretty good shape as far as our storage goes for handling the uh, mountain snowpack uh, runoff uh, that has begun. Uh, we'll continue to monitor the conditions in the basin and we'll make necessary release adjustments as the uh, summer, rest of the spring and the summer unfolds. That concludes the Corps of Engineers' remarks. Thank you very much, and it's back to you, Eileen. Thanks, John. Um, a link to the weekly update is also provided in today's press release. And the final slide uh, covers the uh, speakers from today. As a reminder, next month's call will be held on Tuesday, June 5th at 1 p.m. Central. And we'll move into questions. They'll be fielded in, uh, by state in alphabetical order. So we'll start with Iowa. Are there any representatives from congressional delegations, tribes, state officials, or local government, or the press? And remember, star six to come off mute. Okay, we'll move to Kansas. Um, are we expecting any flooding near Yankton to Sioux City at all? Can you, can you state your name, please? I'm Ashley Richardson with KTIV in Sioux City. All right, thank you. Kevin Lau, are you there? Can you answer her question, please? Hi, yeah, this is Kevin. Uh, we don't issue long-range forecasts on the um, on the Missouri main stem as yet. Uh, we'll have that capability next uh, snowmelt season, but we don't have it yet. Um, I suspect that we have a uh, lower than normal um, probability for flooding, and that's about all I can really say at this time. Thank you. Moving on, uh, questions from State of Missouri. Again, remember star six to come off mute. To Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, star six to come off mute. Uh, South Dakota. Yeah. Oh, no, North Dakota's here. This is Jesse Kiss with the State Water Commission. Um, question for Joel. I believe you said that anticipated releases from Garrison are 30,000. Um, can you just confirm that that is the case? I guess my understanding was the basic model was uh, 37. Uh, yeah, I, if, sorry if I said 30,000. My notes actually show that, yeah, we're anticipating 37,000 cubic feet per second. In fact, we're, we're at that now, so that is our release and Thanks, will be Joel. for the summer. Yep. Moving to South Dakota. Yeah, this is Jerry Oster, W1AX in Yankton. Go ahead. And after the uh, the flooding events, there were uh, some attempts, or there were going to be some attempts at, at doing some surveys downstream at Gavin's Point Dam. Have those been done? And with the releases expected at 42, you anticipate uh, what that may do in the Dakota Dunes area? This is John Remus. Uh, I don't know whether those uh, that uh, channel got surveyed after the flood of 2011 or not. We can check on that. Um, with the releases that we have planned, we would not be near flood stage at Dakota Dunes. Or but again, you, know, you could get inflow from uh, the tributaries from the uncontrolled part of the basin. We're 12 feet below flood stage right now. Anything else, Jerry? 
No, thanks. All right, thanks. Um, and moving on to Wyoming. Okay, any national press or final questions before we adjourn? This right. is Jody at Dakota Radio Group in Pier. Wondering about uh, Oahe. Uh, what what is the uh, status of the uh, the dam there? Could you be more specific? What do you mean by the status of the dam? Water water level flood potential for uh, the Oahe Dam up above it and and directly below it. Well, well, what we're looking at for this summer. Um, is that Oahe, we expect it to get to around 1613.5, which still uh, is right in the flood pool. So that, that's not an issue. We're expecting releases to be around 40,000 cubic feet per second out of the reservoir this summer on average. And it looks like our inflows, um, or rather, our releases from Garrison will be about 37,000 cubic feet per second, plus anything this we would pick up. being recorded. Only the main oh, okay. conference is recorded. So, does that answer your question? Yes, thank you. All right, anybody else? Okay, uh, the next call is scheduled for 1 o'clock on Tuesday, June 5th, and we appreciate your participation today. Thank you. <laughs>